Hey everyone, and welcome back to Moose's Mulligans with me, your host, Alex Streisak, and it's your favorite sports podcast for Money Talks and BS Walks. Just a reminder, we're brought to you by Retro Color. Go to RetroColorBand.com to learn about their current tour. You can also hear all their music on Spotify, iTunes. Go to RetroColorBand.com. Also brought to you by Movement for Life, Brava Arts. Go to brava-arts.org to learn all about the nonprofit and the dancing world. Got a great show for you here. We're going to bring on Ben Huff later to talk about the NBA free agency and revisit it a little bit. But we're going to start you off with some MLB trade deadline coming up. We got the All-Star Game here in a few days, uh, depending on when you watch this recording. But we will have the trade deadline coming up at the end of July. And we need to talk about which teams are buying and which teams are selling. So as of right now, I think the team that we all need to finally agree with is that the Washington Nationals need to be selling. Max Scherzer's having a Cy Young season. Steven Strasburg's actually healthy. Trey Turner's back. And you're still not in the playoffs. If you have all hands on deck right now and your bullpen's still blowing games, there's a lot of issues they have. They need to go and sell the farm. They need to get as many draft picks as they can, clear as much money as possible, keep one or two players. I would say Trey Turner, Juan Soto, and Victor Robles are the three I would really keep. But when you have Anthony Rendon hitting the way he's hitting, Scherzer the way he's pitching, Strasburg the way he's pitching, sell high, rebuild, because you're not getting it done right now. The Mets haven't learned from this mistake, and you can see them repeating the same issue they're going through right now. Now let's flip over to a team that I think should be buying, and that's the Tampa Bay Rays. I think they're legit. They actually are coming around. We've seen them all year hanging around. Boston hasn't caught them yet. Why not buy and keep Boston out? This is their time to cash in, in my opinion. I think they had great pickups in Tommy Pham last year. They were the real winners at the trade deadline last year, getting Austin Meadows. And it's let's keep it going. Let's Let's start to buy a little bit, and I could see this team being really dangerous. The other team I think that should be selling is the Cleveland Indians. It might be time. The Minnesota Twins have come around. They look fearsome. They're still winning. They still get it. That They're taking it day by day. And the Indians, I don't think there's almost no chance to catch them in the division. And a wild card race right now is going to be very difficult for Cleveland, let alone if they do win the wild card game or make the wild card game. They're going to have to go through the Astros, the Yankees, possibly the Razor Red Sox. And now the Twins look good. And if you look at the other parts of the division, the Tigers and Royals are in full demolition. But the White Sox are on the upswing. Their demo has started building a foundation. We got Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, Lucas Giolito, Dylan Cease. They're, They're on the upswing. And it might be time for the Indians to just start over before it gets too late. All right, for the second part of the show, we're going to bring on Ben Huff. It's been a busy NBA offseason. We've actually really seen what I thought was a big change in the league and a good change in the league. So we're going to bring Ben on. I'm going to jump right out of the gates and get right on him for his favorite team. Ben, what are your thoughts on how the Lakers did this offseason? And I know you're going to want to talk about the Clippers as well. Oh, you know I love my Lakers. Uh, It's sad to say, but we didn't get Kawhi. It's a bummer. But I think we did well after we learned that we're not getting Kawhi. We got uh, Danny Green, which is my huge uh, player to get. And everyone's ragging on Jared Dudley. I think he's going to be a good veteran presence. He's not going to get a lot of minutes, 
but he's going to do something for the team. And so, and then grabbing AD, of course, is huge, uh, as well as I think Quinn Cook is going to be a stud for us later on. And DeMarcus Cousins, he's not going to play right away, but he's still going to be another lockdown defender. And we know AD and DeMarcus Cousins have a good um, connection there with all those lobs back in New Orleans. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be exciting now. I'm really excited for this next uh, team. So we'll see how it goes. Now, before I ask you straight up, I'll give you my answer. I I think if it's Lakers, Clippers, and I have to pick which one's going to finish with a higher record or get farther in the playoffs, both of them I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the Lakers. And I've been called a LeBron lover before. I do think he makes a huge impact when he's healthy. Factor in Anthony Davis, Bookie Cousins, I think they're still better than the Clippers. If you had to pick between the Lakers or the Clippers right now for one season, who are you going to go with? It's so close. It's game seven all the way. But I'm actually going Clippers. If you look at their roster, their new roster, they are locks are lockdown defensive with Pac- Patrick Beverly, Paul George, and then including one of the best defensive players we've ever seen in Kawhi Leonard. It is a stellar defensive team. And then even add uh, Zubak, who I thought was a great player on the Lakers. Uh, I think he's going to lock it down even better in on the center side of the ball. Um, and then Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell is playing well. He had a great season last year. So I think the defense is really going to push it over the edge. Everyone knows I'm a big defensive guy, so I think it's Clippers and seven. Yeah, and, and it could go either way. Now let's let's move on to the Eastern Conference now. We had some huge moves where I, I was jokingly saying the second LeBron went west, everyone went east. It seemed like a lot of free agents actually went east this offseason. And one of the two biggest uh, – teams that we were talking about were the Nets and the Knicks. you have any thoughts on how it's shaking out in New York? Well, let's start off with the Nets. I think they did a fabulous job getting both Durant and Kyrie. Yeah, you can't do much better <laughs> for yeah, what they were exactly. asking. They lost D'Angelo, but that was the price of getting both. So they're solid winners in this free agency. But the bottom team in free agency is the Knicks. I don't understand the Knicks organization for not – signing KD or wanting to sign KD to a max contract. I know he's coming off hurt an injury, a big injury, but this is Kevin Durant. He's one of the best players in our generation, if not the best. Some argue with, some argue that he is. I just don't understand it. I don't know what Dolan is doing. I don't know what the Knicks are doing. So Yeah, the last the last New York team to totally blow it up and restart was the the Yankees in about two thousand fourteen there when their old guys were finally too old. And amazingly, they made the playoffs the next year. The Knicks—that's not going to happen. They—they've told us they're blowing it up. That's basically all what I got. They're going demo crew in there. They better commit to it. The lottery's only going to get less and less valuable the more teams tank. So if they're going to commit, they got to commit to it. R.J. Barrett—I don't think he's the cornerstone of their franchise. I think there's more to come, but we can't see it yet. They got to start doing what I see the New England Patriots do and just accumulate draft picks. Low salary on those picks. Hope somebody hits. But I'm not going to say that the Brooklyn Nets are going to be the favorite team in town. I'm going to say they have the best record in town for at least the next three to five years. And that that take yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Agreed. It's close. Uh, well, close in the aspect of other teams. But in New York City alone, it's not going to be a contest at all. I think the Bucks are going to, I still think, are, are going to be close to the Nets. So even with the loss of Brogdon, um, so we'll see how it plays out in the East. 
Yeah, that takes me to my last question for you. Uh, we see such a jumble in conferences. Kawhi goes back west. Durant goes east for the first time. I know he's going to be almost the year, but we still got Giannis Antetokounmpo on the Bucks. They kept Chris Middleton. The question for me is, do you have a favorite in the Western Conference you're picking now, and do you have a favorite in the Eastern Conference you're picking now, or is it just two in the air for you? Uh, well, I'm always I'm always up for, for, for some predictions, so I'm still it's close. <laughs> Clippers are the one seed for the Western Conference. Lakers are close too. But then in the East, it's hard. It's really hard. I like the Nets one, Bucks two. So those are my that's my lineup right there. Yeah, give me the uh, for this for this upcoming year. Give me the dark horse. Okay, I I like the Lakers. I think with LeBron and AD, we're gonna remember who LeBron was, especially with not, him not having to carry the whole team. Kuzma was the perfect keep. I've got them at number one right now. Now, we are forgetting about the Rockets because of some of the weird stuff that happened, but the Utah Jazz made some great additions. They're on my dark horse list, and if I look in the Eastern Conference, I think the favorite for me has to be the Bucks right now. The way they shoot and open it up for Giannis underneath and vice versa, you gotta love it. They did lose a little bit. They kept Chris Middleton. I think that was the most important part. Give me... I'll give me, give me the Nets just a little bit as the next favorite. I know Kevin Durant's out. That hurt me to say because I, I love their coach, and I believe in the process that they're doing there. Give me the Nets on the second one. So other than that, it's been a hell of an offseason. I know it's been fun for us to try to keep up with it. It was fun to watch Kawhi Leonard play his own games and get Ben's text messages like, dude, just pick already. I'm like, Kawhi, you keep telling him to pick. He's going to take longer, Ben. <laughs> I will tell you this. I really liked what the Grizzlies did this offseason. They kind of did what I feel like you were talking about with the Yankees. My favorite they blew team. It up. Gabriel A. Conley got a lot of picks. I like how they did it. I really like how they did this offseason. They they read the, the Bill Belichick book of collect draft picks, collect draft picks, and collect draft picks. And I'm just waiting for the rest of the league to catch up. Houston Astros did it. New York Yankees did it with international players. It'd be interesting to see what the Memphis Grizzlies do with. Uh, with uh, Jackson Jr., they got a lot of young talent. So I always love when you shout out defense, too. The Grizzlies always play good defense. So thank you for that, Ben. Of course, buddy. I got you. All right. Thanks for stopping by, Ben. All right. That's all the time we have for this week. Thank you to Ben Huff for coming on the show and always being a great NBA analyst for us. Such a busy offseason. Surprises like the Brooklyn Nets, Memphis Grizzlies. Great to hear. Also, I would love to hear your guys' feedback on the MLB trade deadline coming up, who you think should be buyers, who you think should be sellers. Let me hear why you think your team's blowing at this trade deadline, why your team can't do what the Tampa Bay Rays do and have no fans and get no money and still put a good team out. Go ahead and go to moosesmulligans.weebly.com and go to the Contact Us section. You can also go to facebook.com slash moosesmulligans and give the show a like. Send us a message on there. Again, this is your favorite sports podcast for Money Talks and BS Walks. Thanks to Ben Huff. See you next week.